Hey guys, how are you doing? Welcome to today's show of um, security, privacy, risk, crypto, and fintech. And today's topic is going to be stable coins. Cryptocurrencies have been in use for a while now. Um, Bitcoin was introduced in 2009 and its use has uh, soared and and as a result a lot of other cryptocurrencies have shown up in the market uh, the the issue that the cryptocurrencies have with them is that they are very unstable uh, you could have the price of a typical cryptocurrency one day as being uh, let's say um, fifty dollars and or certain news or such something or the other uh, the news would just the price would just shoot over hundred dollars and um, and as a result you can never say uh, let's say if you had a bunch of Bitcoin in your pocket and you said you wanted to buy something you couldn't um, comfortably go um, leave your house and uh, and buy something with it because who knows between the time you you saw the last price and when you went went to make the purchase the um, the price could be higher or lower uh, so it is this stability that is causing issues uh, from a wider adoption of uh, cryptocurrencies the the other factor is also um, the friction on on how cryptocurrencies are used uh, the whole piece about creating a wallet remembering your passphrase the private keys the public keys and all that so for a normal um, individual um, that becomes an issue so just like the privacy coins are trying to address the issue of fungibility um, and privacy uh, stable coins are trying to address uh, the issue of uh, stability fiat currencies vary about two percent or so uh, throughout throughout the year or over the years uh, and that's why uh, for US dollar the inflation rate is about two percent um, but uh, people have accepted that that variance so so they know that's how much it's going to be and um, nevertheless the price of the goods that you purchase with your um, US dollar uh, does not change day to day so if something was fifty dollars today tomorrow is going to be fifty dollars a week from now it's going to be fifty dollars um, and sometimes maybe a year after it's going to be fifty dollars as well unless a newer product shows up and at which point the price of that product would probably uh, get cheaper um, and the reason for that is not that the cryptocurrency um, sorry and the reason for that is not that uh, the fiat currency lost its value it's just that the manufacturer of the product decided to reduce the price of the product um, so the first concept of stable coins was introduced in um, second life um, in 2003 um, I'm not sure how many of you guys are familiar with uh, with this virtual reality um, uh, environment where you log into this world and uh, you can uh, purchase land you can purchase clothes whatever as if you were in the real world and um, it's been going on for a long time but the only issue was uh, when people started uh, making products within Second Life um, uh, to exchange they didn't have a common medium of exchange and that's why um, the people of who uh, ran Second Life 
um, in 2003 introduced uh, Linden dollars, which became uh, the de facto currency of uh, Second Life. Um, it currently has an economy of um, 600 to 700 million dollars. Um, at one point, the economy was um, about a billion dollars, and now it has come down a little bit. And currently, the conversion rate uh, is 265 Linden dollars to USD, uh, which has remained pretty constant. And and the way that they do it, uh, the Linden dollar, Linden, and the way they do it is that the Linden Labs folks have an algorithm uh, that they ensure the price of Linden dollars to US dollar doesn't doesn't change, and and they, they kind of make add more Linden dollars or take away Linden dollars just to make sure that the price remains at at that 265 uh, and it has varied a little bit as well but not not as much it has been pretty much that on average um, then in uh, 2014 uh, BitShares um, uh, came into existence and they introduced the concept of um, of um, Stable coins where you could peg um, bit shares to to something and, and then utilize that. Um, it was the first um, use case of uh, stable coins ever, and ever since um, stable coins have um, become um, um, the focus on the focus on stable coins has um, increased. So what are the basic ingredients of a typical stable coin? Um, and before we delve into that, let me just uh, um, step back a little bit and talk to you about uh, US dollar uh, in terms of, or any other currency in terms of um, the four points that I have listed over here. Um, so a US dollar is fungible, so the value of US dollar remains the same no matter who has used it. Um, and and it's untraceable. You you can't trace it back to um, who used used it. Two people before you got the the banknote into your hands. You know who you got it from, or and you know who you gave it to, but you don't know anything beyond that. So which is good, um, and it's also it also um, avoids um, takes care of the privacy. The, the next piece is, we'll ignore the decentralized piece for now, um, but when we talk about um, the stable value, so a US dollar is pretty stable, uh, the, the value doesn't change that much. So scalability means uh, the fact that when you uh, make a purchase, you are able to pay for the purchase immediately, uh, be it your credit card, your debit card, or, uh, or your or cash. Now, if we Fast forward to cryptocurrencies. The only bit that is being introduced in, into uh, the stablecoin is decentralization. So, um, for a successful stablecoin, it has to be decentralized. And we'll talk um, further um, about there are certain stablecoins which are not decentralized. So moving right along um, into the categories. Um, so um, for any stable coin to show the stability, uh, there's always something behind it. And there's either the government or, or somebody make, taking care of, of all the um, 
little cogwheels to make sure that the currency is stable. Um, in case of currencies, they make make um, bonds available and loans and all that kind of stuff. It can be different collateral types. So one of the collateral types that's being used in uh, stable coins is you're fixed to the, the fiat. Uh, tether is, is one example where whenever you buy a one tether, um, the makers uh, of Tether, uh, Tether uh, Limited, they deposit one US dollar into their account. Um, then the next one is the collateral is against a cryptocurrency. So this implementation has been um, used by DAI, uh, which is uh, pegged to Ether. Um, then one example is of other assets um, is Petro, um, Venezuelan Petro, which um, uh, recently got released and it is pegged to uh, the price of oil. The next piece is going to be uh, implementations. So when we have these col different collateral types, uh, then there are the implementations um, of, of how this thing is implemented. So uh, the first one is collateralized, centralized. What that means is um, Tether, which is collateralized against the US dollar and it is centralized. So Tether Limited is the central body who manages it. Um, and the reason this is risky is that you are relying on um, one entity to tell you that for every tether that, ha that, is, um, uh, that is being issued, there is a one US dollar uh, stored somewhere. Um, there's a one-to-one -one backing for it. And recently the, the whole concept came into question where uh, they were not able to prove exactly uh, the number of tether that's that's uh, in circulation um, there was no correlation to the amount of money held somewhere so tether can easily disappear and um, there would be no accountability on this thing so it's very highly risky and that's why people don't like centralization right and, and that's why the, the move towards decentralization then the next uh, implementation is collateralized. So it is collateralized against something, but it is decentralized. So there is no central body doing it. It is via consensus, the whole blockchain um, uh, methodology. Um, there's, there's a bunch of people involved in this whole thing and, and they have their own mechanisms on, on how this thing happens. Um, so one example is DAI from MakerDAO. The third one um, that is uh, being also worked on is non-collateralized, non decentralized. And the example for this is Basecoin. So it does not have any collateral in it and it is totally decentralized. Um, so uh, this is in, in work at this point of time. And now coming to uh, some stable coins. Uh, so some of the stable coins that are out there are Basecoin, Digex, Dai, Haven, Nubits, Petro, Tether, Truecoin, Worldfree. Hey everybody, I uh, hope you found uh, the information I shared with you uh, today uh, to be useful. Um, uh, please like, subscribe and share uh, the content in your social circles. 
Um, if you want to contact me, my contact details are on my website, uh, sekinoi.com. Uh, the address is also at the bottom left-hand corner of, uh, of this, the slide deck. Um, and uh, finally, uh, the information I have shared uh, should not be uh, used as uh, financial advice. Um, so uh, play the um, uh, cryptocurrency investment game uh, at your own risk. Um, and um, lastly, uh, thank you for your time and uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.